just finished an interview with Brendan Fields. Brendan is an, uh, a seven-figure seller who's been selling on Amazon for eight years. And we spoke about the three pillars of success in terms of the three areas of your uh, business that are most important to consider when selling products on Amazon. We also talked about launches, rebates, reviews, um, and I think you'll find the insight interesting. Enjoy this episode with Brendan Fields. I'm Liron Hirschkorn, your host of the e-commerce mindset podcast. Uh, The sponsor is Incrementum Digital, where we help you grow your sales on Amazon using the power of Amazon advertising. One of the things we actually spoke about is somebody who approached me recently to help them with their ads. And when I looked at their products, uh, I knew that ads uh, was not necessarily the fix they needed. They actually needed to work on their uh, conversions first and their listings and their and their reviews. Um, but when you have the right component of both conversions, a listing that is set up to convert well, then sending the right amount of traffic can really help boost your sales. That's what we do at IncrementumDigital.com. You can reach me, Liron, at IncrementumDigital.com to talk more about Amazon ads and DSP. Enjoy this episode with Brendan Fields as we talk about fundamentals on Amazon, as well as launches and reviews. And uh, for those listening, uh, as this comes out, have an amazing weekend. Enjoy the podcast. Today on the show, we have a seven-figure seller who's been selling on Amazon for eight years plus, which, you know, in Amazon years is like 50 years, uh, and has sold over $10 million during that time. Uh, He's also the president of Rebade uh, and founder of Rebade, which is a, a launch platform. Welcome to the show, Brendan Fields. Yeah, thanks, Iran. Glad, uh, glad to be on with you. Yes, awesome. So, um, tell me a little bit about your journey, just starting to to sell uh, on on Amazon. Sounds like you got started sometime around 2012. That's right. Yep. So 2012. That was uh, when I had graduated college, and and like uh, a lot of people, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, um, and and just by chance, I um I uh, got a D in biology. That was my last semester. So. Uh, that wasn't sufficient to get my degree. So I walked at graduation, moved back home and, and had to go to community college and take uh, biology 101 to get my diploma. So uh, I was at home. I had a lot of free time. I couldn't really apply for traditional jobs because I was, uh, you know, taking my biology class. And so, um, you know, I was thinking about things to do. I thought of starting like a event planning company since I like planning events, uh, you know, and, and uh my dad actually he has a, a large chemical company and they did for their company a small percentage of their sales on amazon but um that was back in i guess late 2012 early 2013 and he told me you know amazon is really going crazy where you know we don't do anything with it we just put our products on there and and you know it's kind of wild what's happening and that was um again you know a while ago it was about eight years ago now um and so you know he encouraged me to, to find something, you know, and, uh, you know, start an Amazon business. So, so I did that and, uh, I found a few local suppliers, um, that sold sporting goods. So it was something I was interested in was, uh, you know, sports and, and youth sports programs and such. And, um, you know, I got them to let me sell their products on Amazon. And back then, you know, it was, they had heard of Amazon, but it was definitely not what it is today. So, um, they were kind of, you know, uh, welcoming to, you know, let this young kid, you know, put their products online. You know, a lot of them still did stuff by paper catalogs and, and uh, you know, the, the traditional marketing, uh, you know, methods. And, um, you know, it took off. I was selling a lot of stuff and it was 
all drop ship. So you know, I was uh, didn't really have inventory and, and was just kind of um, a middleman. And, and uh, you know, it grew from there and went into private label. And, and we'll, uh, you know, I guess get into that later. Yeah. On. That was that was the uh, beginning of it. Yep. Well, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, what's the, you know, I mean, obviously a lot has changed since 2012. Um, it was kind of like the Wild West and, and in many ways it still is. Um, what's, what's you know, what would you classify as sort of like the, maybe the, the, the biggest changes you've you've seen? Is it just like, has it just, you know, gotten harder? Um, is the pie bigger? Like, are there more mar- marketing opportunities? Are, are there less? Like, what, what, if, what would you, how would you classify sort of like, a journey of, you know, the difference between somebody starting in 2012 and somebody starting in you know, 2020? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I, I do think you have to be a little bit more organized and strategic starting um, now because, you know, I guess if, if you have to, you know, pick one change that has been the most profound, it, it's FBA. So um, mm-hmm. when I when I started, that didn't exist. You know, if you sold something on Amazon, you were shipping it, you know, Yes, wherever, and that was you know it was it was all being you know sent by by the sellers you know and um, or or if you drop ship you know you sent the PO to a drop mm-hmm. your vendor but uh, so what what changed with that the, the I guess big change is really sellers have to have their own inventory so you, you can't really um, you know I, I know there's still some people that. Um, have found a way to thread the needle and do, you know, drop shipping business on Amazon, but it's very difficult, especially with the, you know, shipping timelines and, and uh, you know, finding a vendor that, uh, you know, is, is going to ship your product on time because you're the one that's going to pay with Amazon, not them if, if orders start getting late. So, so yeah, that, that is the biggest change. And, and uh, that translates to, you know, an actual investment having to be made to start out. So, you know, you, Again, with a few exceptions, you are going to need to have some physical inventory of some product that you own mm-hmm. to start selling on Amazon, and uh, you know that that is definitely the big change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, the sort of evolution of how we got to this podcast is: you shared with me something that was um, that you actually said you 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 have sitting next to your computer um, that you look at kind of like on a on a regular basis that helps you. Uh, stay focused on, uh, I think, what you call the universal everlasting pillars of success uh, or, or failure. Um, so let's let's talk about uh, those those things that that you know you you mentioned to me. You think are, um, and I agree with, are critical to the success of the business because you know I, I think the the context of this is there are so many pieces to the business, but you can kind of boil it down, you know, in terms of a business on Amazon to you know, a few key things that you should be focused on. That's right. Yeah. So, so uh, I guess, you know, maybe to, to summarize it, I think, you know, things change so fast on Amazon and, and maybe just in business more broadly that, um, you know, it, you can almost just, you know, run into this mental exhaustion trying to keep track of and then implement, you know, the best practice for, um, you know, for generating traffic or conversions or, um, you know, whatever facet you're working on. Um, and, and so if you kind of boil it down to these main, as I call them, pillars or um, kind of categories of, of work, what you're doing, um, it, it really helps focus you. And then, you know, you can 
kind of create a sub list beneath these pillars, which I'll get into in a second, that is always updating and, and will always be changed, you know, because of just the rapid, you know, development of, uh, of business more broadly and, and maybe e-commerce, you know, yeah. more than any. Um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I think kind of what we spoke about is, you know, like, as you mentioned, there are tactics that continuously, you know, change on the platform. You know, I think when both of us started, you could generate as many reviews as you want through, you know, discount uh, launches and getting, you know, honest uh, sort of in quotes, right? Honest feedback in exchange for uh, my discounted product. 2016, Amazon cancels that. Now you kind of need, need a new strategy, new tactics, uh, discounted launches change to, to rebates, URLs change. All this stuff is continuously changing, but the principles that we're going to be talking about here are principles that there in 10 years from now, they're still going to be the key principles to a, to, a, like you said, really any successful business. And this, this applies very much in your Amazon. So let's talk about the first one, which is traffic. Uh, you need, you need visitors. Exactly. Right. So, so that's kind of, you know, and, and I guess with all of these, you know, we'll get into it, but, but there are, you know, these three pillars and, and you need all of them to be successful. So, so starting with traffic, um, you know, it, it kind of goes without saying you need people to click through to your listing and, and actually physically or digitally see your product uh, in order to have any chance of, uh, you know, generating sales. So, um, so, you know, and, and traffic, is really a factor of, of two components. So it's um, one is organic rank. So uh, you need people to find your product to generate traffic. So that, um, you know, is it, a word maybe that you hear more than any in Amazon world um, is rank, you know, rank your product, you know, launch your product and rank on page one. You, you just hear that maybe to delirium. Um, and that is uh, all, you know, purpose to generate traffic. So, you know, I think most people listening to this understand the concept, but if you sell an electric toothbrush and, you know, a shopper searches electric, electric toothbrush and you're the first listing, um, you're going to generate thousands of dollars a day in sales for that product. So, so that, that's the uh, organic rank side. And then on the uh, sponsored or, uh, you know, uh, rank side, you have, you have sponsored uh, placements. So, um, and, and obviously that's your uh, Leron's area of expertise, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting your product that may not yet have reached a high organic rank or, or in some cases, maybe it has. But in addition to that, um, you know, purchasing these placements through uh, Amazon's sponsored product tools um, is another huge component of, of generating traffic. And really, at this stage in Amazon's development, you have to be working hard on both. Um, so that that's why. Um, and again, Liron, you, you'll probably agree with this. You'll see a lot of sellers that are ranked number one for a given keyword. And right uh, above that is their sponsored result for the same exact product. Mm-hmm. So um, that is, you know, a pure traffic play. You're, you're trying to dominate and uh, get as much online real estate as, as possible. So, um, so yeah, that's a, a long roundabout way of saying that, that uh, you know, traffic is critical, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you know, that's essentially being, you know, aggressive, you know, like you said, taking the first spot for sponsor, taking the first spot for um, organic. If on top of that, you have the top spot for, you know, sponsored brand ad, um, then you kind of just become uh, a force. Obviously, there's a cost with that and you need, you know, needs to work in your um, in your margins. You know, if you if you look at, you know, um, 
brands like Bulletproof Coffee, they are, you know, um, brutal and, and super aggressive uh, about protecting their brand. You search for Bulletproof Coffee, you'll see sponsored at, you know, the top four spots typically they own. They own the sponsored brand ad. You click on one of their detail pages, you know, 90% of the ads on the page are typically own, you know, their other products. So they're just being very aggressive with the amount of traffic and the amount of traffic other people can um, can also siphon um, away from them. Do, do you have sort of like in terms of, you know, launching a new product and sort of how to move over time from more PPC sales to organic. Is there, you know, a good sort of sweet spot, um, you know, in my mind, like uh, eventually, right, after launch period and, and once once you grow somewhat, you know, a good place to be is spending about 10% of your total revenue on, on, on ads. But, you know, do you have any, like, thoughts on, being able to kind of maintain both the organic and the PPC side. Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard um, multiple kind of rules of thumb with that. 10% is, is uh, you know, something I hear a lot. Um, and I guess what a lot of sellers are doing is kind of doing this um, sort of, this sort of balancing act where they rank their product organically. And then once they reach that, you know, let's say top three rank, which is, you know, the most coveted space on Amazon, for a given keyword or keyword phrase, uh, they're they're running ads and they're they're lowering the budget somewhat um, to you know be more profitable. But if they see their them their listing you know slip a couple spots, they'll raise their budget um, and get you know a larger share of of the day right. Mm-hmm. So before they hit their, their max budget for the day, just to kind of keep themselves in that uh, you know um, kind of prime, prime real estate on Amazon. So. So that that is what uh, everybody's trying to accomplish, and and there are, uh, like you said, you know, some different uh, rules of thumb that that sellers follow to to keep themselves, you know, in that uh, location, or I guess they would say stick the launches is, is a common term. Yeah, absolutely, and and um, you know, I think it also kind of depends on your product, right? If you have a consumable product, you should be willing to spend, you know, more uh, because you're trying to really buy not only this one sale but buy kind of future sales from from that customer. Now you you. Um, obviously founder, you know, of a, of a launch platform, you know, what are you kind of seeing, um, just in the launch space right now? And, and, you know, in order to make organic pushes, are you seeing the sort of same, you know, you know, how are you, are you guys using two-step URLs? Are you, are you utilizing search find buy? Like, what are you seeing in terms of, uh, launching and ranking, uh, products organically and kind of what it takes to. Um, do both, you know, sort of new products and maybe, you know, older, older products that need a boost? Yeah, that's a good question. So, so we see uh, a lot of strategies, you know, uh, executed as far as product launches go. And and there's definitely some that work better than others um, as just kind of a very broad, uh, you know, application of, of strategy. Usually what seems to work best is uh, as far as like a launch pattern is, and this is something I, I actually talk about a lot is mimicking natural um, behavior. So like, you know, we'll see some sellers come onto our platform and, you know, they want to hit the ground running and their listing may be on, you know, page 10, but they want to generate a hundred sales a day for, you know, their product, their, you know, vitamin C supplement or, or, you know, some other product that's very competitive. And, and the, the thought process is, well, you know, I'll just shock the algorithm. I'll just, you know, um, 
generate so many sales that I'll have to rank on page one quickly. And what seems to be um, going on, and, and you know, I guess only the folks in A9 really know what, mm -hmm. what, uh, how the algorithm responds, but it does seem that there are certain indicators to Amazon that um, there might be some kind of synthetic activity going on um, that is not uh, a good indicator that that product deserves to be ranked highly on Amazon, that that might just be, you know, a seller that, that uh, is being aggressive with a, a product launch and, and um, artificial. a lot of time. Exactly. Artificial or synthetic. Yep. Um, so with that said, what, what seems to work best is uh, like a ramp up strategy. So, um, so starting, you know, with a, a, a number of sales that is representative of where the product currently is. So, if your product is on page five plus, uh, you might you might want to start with a, a launch that um, you know is going to generate two, three, four sales a day. And as your product gradually moves up, you want to match that improvement in organic rank with the number of units that that you're offering, um, and that does seem to work best. And, and again, that follows the idea that it's you're you're mimicking natural you know a natural uh, you know process, and then um, with URLs and, and links and search find by. So um, this always gets into a gray space. And I'm the first to acknowledge that, um, you know, search find by is something that um, some sellers have had issues with. They have received warnings from Amazon for using that uh, a, a lot or all of the largest sellers do use that through ManyChat or through a rebate platform like ours or through their own mm -hmm. Um, funnel that they, uh, you know, set up, but search find by is the most effective way to rank your product. So, um, you know, two step URLs was the hot thing years ago or not even years ago, maybe nine months ago, mm -hmm. everything moves so quickly, but, um, but, but yeah, in, in any case, you do need shoppers to be searching for your product using, um, your, your keyword phrase, your target keyword phrase and, and finding it and buying it. And would you, would you, and so, you know, getting into that a little bit, would, would you advise, you know, so somebody has a, a brand new product, it's not ranking um, anywhere. Um, I mean, generally on new products, we tend to say, you know, we, and we launch these ranking campaigns from the, from the Amazon ad side, from the PPC side. Um, so I think that's a good way to, to first push sort of rank. And then behind that, you could do some search find by if you need to. But otherwise, would you tell someone that, you know, there's a keyword they're not ranking anywhere for it, that, you're going to see as much success from, let's say, going top of search placement and then getting people to search and click on your ads um, in order to generate that search find by since, you know, you're sort of nowhere to be found. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So we have a lot of sellers that are actually um, very concerned about that. So they'll contact us and, you know, they'll set up a campaign and, and uh, we'll talk more about, I guess, rebate later on the podcast, but they'll set up a, a search find by rebate campaign on our platform and they contact us and they say, you know, is there a way to direct uh, shoppers not to click on our sponsored result? And what we usually tell them is, is if you're concerned about the dollar or two dollars or whatever that uh, cost per click is, that, that's one thing. But clicking on a sponsored result after searching for a particular keyword phrase, um, that, is, that is your target phrase, uh, that, that's very good for your organic ranking. So um, there's no... And you can correct me, Liron, if you've heard something different, but from all the information I'm aware, using a, a particular keyword phrase and clicking on a sponsored result is no different than, than uh, 
clicking yep. on the organic result for that product. Yeah, I agree with that. And it also has the benefit of, of potentially lowering and getting you more visibility for that keyword and lowering your cost per click. Uh, because when Amazon sees conversions, that conversions and click through is a factor in in the auction, right? There's a relevance factor and there's a cost per click factor. And if Amazon sees you being more relevant, you're a better fit for customers. People are choosing you. The the you know bidding algorithm is going to reward you with positioning you there with a better cost per click. Um, obviously, it's going to um, you know it's going to make your a cost and some of your numbers there you know are sort of artificially not you know realistic um but it's going to give you it's going to actually give you a lot of benefits if you actually choose to do it that way both on the organic side and on the ppc side you, you may end up getting uh a lower cost per click and, and being there with other people that are even bidding higher than you uh for that position so i think there's a lot of benefits to that and and i think that's a good way if you want to run search find buy and you're not ranking anywhere for the product to just go top of search. You can even do like um, a fixed bid. Um, so Amazon doesn't even have the, you know, sort of capability to bring down your bid if they don't think you're, you you will convert a fixed bid and then place, you know, a top of search multiplier on top of that. Um, you know, if you want to be aggressive, go up to the 900%. Um, just realize where, where, where the initial bid that you're starting from is so you know what your potential cost is. And uh, I think that's a great way. And we, we see that, you know, we see that as a strategy to rank your products sometimes without any giveaways. When you have a new a new product, you can get great positioning just off, you know, uh, an aggressive uh, ad strategy. Um, generally, from what I've seen, it's harder to do it only on the ad side with with um, with older products. Uh, and then that's where you, that's where you need to rely more on a combination of PPC and you know uh, a launch uh, a launch strategy or rebate strategy. Um, yeah, definitely. And actually, while you said that, I just um, thought of something that I, I don't know uh, if you recommend it or something that that uh, that you see being used often. I know at least a few months ago was considered the best practice. Um, and, and one thing I tell a lot of sellers is, and I see this mistake happen a lot, sellers do their keyword research for their product and they, you know, um, are attracted to a, a keyword phrase that is has a lot of traffic versus a keyword phrase that's the most relevant to their product. So like mm-hmm. there's a lot of nuance and, and you know, um, that keyword phrase that, that fits your product perfectly, but just has a little lower traffic. I always rec- tell sellers, you want to target that keyword phrase because if shoppers, if you, if you do a product launch, you're running ads to a keyword phrase that isn't a perfect fit for your product. In the end, you'll never be successful because you need organic, you need organic, regular shoppers on Amazon be finding your product using that keyword phrase over and over and over again to, to rank for it. Um, and, and so what I thought of as you were, as you were talking about that is before doing a product launch, uh, like on a platform like ours, mm-hmm. just running an automatic um, target campaign and then downloading that report and see what shoppers are actually searching for and buying your product. Like that's the most direct form of keyword research that, you can do. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I think to, yeah, to add to that, you know, I, I, well, number one, I think that's a, a great way to do it. And, you know, you, there's sort of, I think one looking at the keywords that you're going to target and the, the reviews on the page and kind of where you are in terms of the reviews um, and saying, is it realistic that, you know, people after this artificial push that people will still buy my product for this keyword based on who are the other sellers that are around me of where I kind of want to rank or on page one. 
And two, looking at the conversion rate for on the PPC side, right? Running auto, running manual, look at the keywords that convert and look at the conversion rate and go for the keywords that have, you know, the best conversion rate and, and still have some traffic, right? I mean, you probably, you may not want to launch for a keyword that, you know, that has a maybe 200 searches a month, you may want to find something that has 3,000, 2,000, 4,000, 5,000, right? Um, or higher, but you want to you wanna look at the conversion metrics, um, which actually kind of brings us to, to item number uh, two on your list, which is uh, conversions, right? So first pillar of success um, is, um, is traffic. Second pillar of success is conversion. So let's talk about some of the uh, components of what it takes to uh, to convert. Yeah. Um, so so just on a uh, high level, so conversions um, are the number on Amazon. They're the number of units sold per session on your product listing page. So what's important to note with that is you can have a uh, conversion rate that exceeds one hundred percent. In other words, if one person visit visits your product page and buys two units, your unit session percentage, which is Amazon's variant on conversion rate would be 200%. So, um, so with that in mind, you're, you're trying to generate as many sales per visitor on your page, but you're also trying to get each visitor to buy multiple units. And, and I can get into, you know, some strategies mm -hmm. on uh, how to do that in a, in a second, but, um, just again, on a high level. So, Generating the traffic to your pages, uh, to your product listing is one. And then two, getting those people to buy your product is that second component. Um, and if you're failing on either of those two things, you're not going to be successful. So I, I always am a little reluctant when we're doing these podcasts to, you know, say, well, here's the best um, tip for increasing conversion rate because um, it, it always changes. So like what I say now, if this podcast is people listen to it and 2025, you know, it, it probably won't be relevant anymore. Uh, hopefully, you're still making podcasts here on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Episode 5,000. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but uh, but in any case, so so that that's why I do like to to focus on the high level concepts. But but um, I, I will, you know, for the listeners of this in the next, let's say, six or 12 months, um, with conversion rate. So uh, obviously, and, and this may be changing, you know won't change anytime soon, but, you know, using stuff like a, a professionally taken pictures, um, really well-written bullet points and description, uh, enhanced brand content is huge. Um, and then, uh, the one that, that, uh, relates to what I, what I talked about, uh, in the beginning, which is generating multiple sales for multiple units per, per session is every, every seller, uh, no matter what type of product you sell or whatever, um, you know, you're doing on Amazon, you should absolutely have a promotion, a tiered pricing promotion um, that encourages shoppers to buy more than one unit of your product. So depending on what your margins are, you know, you could offer a, you know, 5% discount if the shopper buys three units, a 10% discount if they buy, uh, you know, five or more units or whatever makes sense based on your product margin. But that's, uh, that was at least for me, one of my breakthroughs on Amazon was when I started using that tiered um, discount structure and my unit session percentage went up substantially. And then that resulted in my products ranking higher, which increased sales even further. So, um, so to make, you know, a long story short conversion is a, is a critical component. Yeah, And there, and there are things you can do, you know, a couple of tips you could do to try to 
um, you know, get that session percentage up is, yeah, so number one, create a, a, a promotion, you know, buy two, say 5%, buy two, say 10%, something to that extent. Um, number two, um, put that on your images, like maybe on your second image, you can have, you know, buy two, save 10%, use this code. So you're getting people to see it. You can even put that in your bullets. Um, and, you know, I've, um, I heard this year, somebody on, on another podcast talk about how he, he uses sort of the psychology uh, of putting, you know, okay, so let's say you're selling a hanging plant product, um, putting an image of showing two of them in a room, right? One you know, two on each window, right, in your windowsill or, or something, or two hanging in your in your living room, and you're kind of putting the idea in somebody's mind that they should have to. Obviously, you want to make it clear that that only one comes with it, and you want to you you don't want to cause confusion. But you know, you can do like buy two, you know, or have one for every room in the house, right, and have a picture of like multiple multiple ones, and you're putting the idea of buying multiple units or buy one as a gift, right? If it's a gift, buy one for yourself, one as a gift, if it's, you know, a giftable item. So you can try to put these ideas um, in people's head. You know, um, I, I heard another podcast um, just yesterday, actually Ben Cummings uh, podcast, and he was talking about um, how to get people to buy more through call to action. And, you know, he was saying the lazy way to call to action is just kind of putting like, yeah, at the cart now, you know, and buy but he was saying something called future casting, which is, you know, um, buy now so you can, you know, let's say it's a, you know, uh, a beauty product, right? Buy now so, so you can have, you know, so, so you can have a beautiful looking skin or whatever it is, right? So you can get the solution to the problem that you're looking to solve. And I, I think putting some of these elements into your listings are the things that can help you increase the, um, the conversion rate. Um, what are what are some of the most important, you know, maybe let's kind of talk about how, um, you know, how how I, being a marketplace. Right. I, I personally think that there's, the, there's a few things that are super important in your listing, which is, you know, main image reviews and price. It's kind of like the first few things. And, and I think in a survey um, review count, uh, at least from customers, review count was one of the biggest determining factors to um you know, to, to making a purchasing decision, uh, what else, or, um, you know, maybe you could talk to some of these points as far as, you know, increasing your conversions through these, these on-page elements. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, to, to be, you know, I guess upfront, I'm not marketing isn't, isn't, uh, my strongest point. I mean, I've done with my Amazon business, I think over the years I've, um, you know, kind of honed in on, on what, what has worked. And, and I think, uh, you know, enhanced brand content um, is a huge one. Uh, obviously, that's below the fold, right? So, so you know, mm -hmm. only a certain number of shoppers are going to scroll down to it. Um, but uh, yeah, enhanced brand content is huge. Uh, product images that include a background. So, like, you do want your product to have a white background in most cases, and and in a lot of cases, Amazon will just remove your product if mm -hmm. it uh, doesn't have a white background. But like. Um, what I've seen, and I see a lot of sellers on rebate do it, that that uh, does seem to work well is is use like, um, you know, if you sell, let's say, a, a swim product, like a swim float, mm -hmm. they'll have this, uh, you know, and I'm not, I don't know what it's called. It's like a, it'll have, it'll look like splashing water in the background. Yeah. And, and it doesn't really draw your attention to the product. So there's some creative stuff going on with photographers and digital designers with, with images. Um, and I have to think that's probably one of the, one of the, and that actually is not only conversion, that's also traffic because, right. um, you know, scrolling through, 
yeah, a bunch of pictures and they all look about the same and, and the price is about the same. They all have 4.5, right. you know, star rating that might be your differentiator. So, um, you know, yeah, anything above the fold. So picture bullets and then, uh, you know, yeah. unfortunately everybody's price sensitive. So your price is a big thing. Too. You know, anything related to, you know, um, anything sort of re related to how you can capture attention, like you said, both traffic and conversion. Um, you know, if you have a product, I think I, I saw recently someone say it's against the rules, but I've never seen Amazon take action. on Like you're not supposed to have your product packaging in the main image. I'm a big proponent that if you have really nice packaging, you should have put it in the main image. You know, I see a lot of products in, you know, supplements or even um, uh, I'm working with a company. Uh, I'm, I'm allowed to say this, but uh, working with a company has a coffee canister, a coffee hole, you know, holds your coffee beans. And, you know, the main image has the packaging and it has some coffee beans, you know, kind of around the product, right? It kind of, it adds more life to the product and potentially kind of capturing more attention um, in the, in the search results, right? So all these, all these elements, um, you know, I think are important. Um, ultimately, you know, I think there are kind of a few key things you want to hone on. I think video is, is, you know, another sort of very useful um, conversion element. Actually, Amazon, Amazon just yesterday said that this quarter, third quarter, they're going to allow non-brand registered sellers to upload video um, on the listing, um, which should be should be interesting. But it may allow you know sellers that don't have brand registry to to be able to to get video up and convert. It also would allow those sort of wholesale sellers um, to be able to you know upload video on a product where they don't have uh, brand registry. So all these elements are. Um, are really important. Uh, I think when you're launching a product, you know, I think a lot of people, I think some of the, the misconception that I hear from a lot of sellers is they launch a product and they put it at a, at a price that they, that is not reasonable, but they think that, you know, my product is really premium quality. It's better than the competition. Uh, one, I think that's sort of, um, um, not always the case. Um, and two, nobody knows that if you don't have the reviews, right? You can't assume somebody coming right. to the page knows, that you have a premium quality product. So you need to price below the market in order to get that initial traction. And that is a big, you know, I think on Amazon, one of the biggest conversion factors is, is, uh, is price obviously. So you need to be realistic about what you can get for an item. I, I think it's certainly good to test um, and lower if you're not getting the results you want, but when you launch your product, you want to be, I think a little bit more aggressive, a little bit better than the market price. Um, and uh, there's, there's also an element of not being too cheap because if you raise the price too much too quickly, you're going to also lose ranking as a result. So there's, there's a lot of elements there, but um, these are all, um, you know, sort of important components of you get the traffic, you want to convert, you want to have the best possible uh, pages set up to, um, to convert. So the next, the next item is feedback, right? So um, kind of, you know, both in terms of reviews, but also, you know, you kind of talk about, um, your return rate, re repeat buyers, um, you know, what are the, what are the elements of, you know, this sort of third pillar, uh, of customer feedback? Yeah. So this is a big one. So, so I always kind of asterisk, uh, that pillar with, with saying that I'm not just referring to product reviews. So that's mm -hmm. obviously, you know, what a lot of sellers are fixated on is, is, you know, how many reviews and what the average rating is and, and, I'm not discounting that. That's a, a you know extremely important, but uh, you know there are instances where sellers you know accumulate a, a you know four point five or even five star you know reviews, but um, you know for whatever reason they have a high return rate at the same time, and 
that's somewhat of a, a hidden metric. You know, everybody, um, you know, sees those returns coming in and they get the notification and they see it in their payments report. But uh, if you're not monitoring your return rate, um, you might be missing something and, and Amazon is certainly monitoring it. So um, like for Amazon's choice badge, if you have a high return rate, it doesn't matter, you know, what any of your other metrics are, you're not, you're not gonna get that badge. Um, and beyond the Amazon's choice badge, you're also going to either not rank or if you're ranked highly, you're going to start falling you know, in the rank if you have a high return rate on your product. So that's something to watch um, very carefully. There's a few um, you know, strategies that you can deploy to, to lower your return rate, um, but, but also on the front end, making sure that your product is as described, that you're not making any claims about your product that um, are obviously false and going to lead to a high return rate um, is, is an important thing. Um, and, uh, to the second point, you know, repeat buyers. So, uh, obviously in some categories, that's a big thing and others it's not. So of course, you know, supplements and, and if you sell any food products, um, or I'm not sure off the top of my head if I can think of anything else, but, but there's certain categories of products that, you know, are, uh, you know, inclined to have, you know, subscribers either through the subscribe, um, you know, purchase a deal on the, on the listing or just have repeat buyers that are coming back and buying your, you know, from your product listing. Um, that's a, a huge element of, uh, you know, being successful. So, um, so th those are the, the two kind of ones that are not on as many people's radar and then product reviews, um, you know, obviously are important. How you generate them, um, is, is obviously the talk of, uh, a lot of controversy, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, what I always emphasize with that is, you can definitely um, encourage customers to leave a review, but you're, if you have a product that, um, for lack of a better word, sucks, if your product is is a poor quality product, there's no number of you know fake or or you know um, I guess semi fake reviews that you're getting you know right. um, through some back end you know rebate or or some other deal um, you know you you can't keep that going forever so uh, all all the launches when you're launching your product, uh, and I emphasize this a lot, is is getting traffic and conversions to a good product to get generate initial momentum. And it's it is a sad thing to see. And, and I guess maybe anybody who who uh, you know owns or runs a rebate not rebate platform, a launch platform, sees products that you know you can just you can just tell it's a it's a cheap product that yep. um, is being sourced from Alibaba and. You're, they're just not going to be successful. And it's, it's sad to say a lot of that launch budget will be wasted because while that seller may have some early success, they're going to be fighting negative reviews and, and a high return rate. And, uh, you know, they'll ultimately fail. So it is just important to remember a product launch is to um, the, the purpose of it is to generate sales and conversions for a good quality product that just needs to get noticed, uh, you know, on, on Amazon. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think part of this, you know, sort of feedback and, and return buyers um, is also kind of you can you can do that through mechanisms like inserts, right, to get more to get more reviews or to give a discount on a future order, especially if you have a, um, a consumable product. Uh, you know, there are, there are additional things that you could do in order to really um, get that uh, get that positive feedback, but um, you know, obviously having a, a good quality um, a good quality product is you know is kind of the foundation, right? Of of everything you're doing, and I think especially you know newer sellers are 
you know, maybe not taking the steps you should be like, you know, doing inspections and, um, you know, getting samples and maybe being too rushed about sometimes the decision of bringing a product because they get so excited about it. But, you know, you want to, you want to make sure that you really do have a quality product that you get samples that you check it, that you do inspections that, um, and you look to, you know, make improvements to, um, to, to products um, if you can or differentiate in some way so you're not exactly the same as, you know, um, as every single um, product out there. Um, so, um, you know, one of the, the items that you have on your sheet that that um, that is next to your computer there. So these are kind of the, the main things, traffic, conversions, feedback. You have the words be deliberate. Why Why is that important? Yeah, so, so that circles back to what I was uh, talking about before. So when you're working on uh, any task with your Amazon business and, and it may be the week that you're you know working hard on getting new product photos made or um, maybe you're kind of multitasking, working on, you know, product photos and also, you know, optimizing the, uh, you know, bullet points on your listing. It's at least what's worked for me. And, and I guess everybody's different, but um, is is actually being objective with identifying what you're working on and then taking a second step of actually trying to quantify the success of what you have just done. So, you know, where you would see like, um, let, let's say you, you do go ahead and, and set up a tier discount structure in promotions for your listings or for one listing. Um, you know, th- the best thing to do is look at your unit session percentage pr- pre-creating that promotion and then monitor it, you know, every week or if you really want, you can check it every day and and actually see, you know, what the, the effect of that is. And then, you know, um, to, you know, to the, the those words, be deliberate with and making adjustments based on that data um, and, you know, continuing that cycle of just continuously optimizing your your business and, and recognizing what you're working on and what that is intended to accomplish, whether that's traffic conversions or, uh, you know, feed post order feedback, um, you know, as in reviews, return rate, you know, and so on. So, um, that's what's worked for me. And, and I do think, uh, not that I profess to be one of these people at all. Um, but some of the most successful people in business, uh, have the, um, ability to kind of take complex, uh, environments, complex businesses, and simplify them down into their kind of core components. So I think, uh, and I shouldn't just botch the name, but I think it was Jack Welch, maybe ran GM. Uh, they said his, you know, he was a you know genius business guy. He said his greatest ability was to take this global business that had, um, you know, components in ev- almost every country in the world and sold vehicles all over the world. And and he could tell you in, you know, two minutes, all GM did and, um, you know, and, and almost explain it to a group of kindergartners um, and, and that was it. And, and being able to do that with your Amazon business, I do think gives you an advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it reminds me of, um, it reminds me of um, Sarah Blakely, um, who kind of boils down her, her whole thing to, you know, c- come up with an idea, make the product, sell, sell the product, like rinse, repeat, right? Like sell more of the product, market the product, you know, roll out another product, like it's very sort of taking the whole, her whole concept or her whole business of um, Spanx and boiling it down to basically, you know, take an idea, turn it into a product or service, sell it persuasively, right? Kind of like the, the few components of what it takes to, to have, um, 
you know, make, make, you know, sell the product, make more of the product, sell the product, make more of the product, right? Like sort of take, yeah. take these uh, sort of big components of, of success in business and turn them into sort of uh, simple uh, concepts of what you need to do. And, and, you know, I think what you're saying in this, um, you know, is if you're working to, you know, you, you have written down on the sheet, if you're working on improving the text copy in your Amazon listing, you're working on improving your conversion. If you're using a product launch platform to improve organic keyword rank, you work on building traffic. Same with PPC. If you're using uh, a thorough product inspection process to ensure, you know, defect-free inventory, you're working on feedback, right? So know kind of what you're working on and which pillar uh, of the business um, you are um, you're working on. Um, so I think it's really, uh, you know, these concepts are, although simple, they're really important to be kind of the main focus uh, for your for your Amazon business traffic conversions uh, feedback and working on these um, components in your business and and when something isn't working I think it's asking yourself which of these three is not working um, I had a seller um, yesterday approach me about saying hey can you um, can you help me manage the, the PPC on my uh, on my um, on my business on my accounts and um, I always talk to sellers and I'll ask to look at their storefront generally before we take anything on. Um, and I looked at his storefront and he had, you know, um, some higher priced office products, kind of like big, you know, big like whiteboard that rolls around things you put in the office. And I think it's also been sort of in decline because of COVID, you know, people are not using this at home. They're using it in offices and schools yeah. and that's not happening. And, you know, I looked at his listings and, you know, I said to him, like, you don't have a, a PPC problem. Like, I, I can't help you, um, you know, because he had products with like two and a half and three stars. I'm, I'm like, you need to work on your product quality and on your reviews. There's there's nothing I can do on the traffic side to help you. It's only going to be it's only going to be yeah. a waste of money. Right. And I think yeah. in his mind, he felt like there's something wrong. You know, there's something wrong with my PPC because my A cost is high and, you know, I'm not I'm not generating sales when I, I don't think he sort of maybe realized that the problem is not a traffic problem. You can get unlimited traffic, right? If you're willing to spend money, the problem is the conversion side, right? He's you, you have, exactly. you have two, you, you have 13 reviews on a product and two and a half stars. So not only do you not have a high review count, you also have a, a terrible star rating. And if you hire me, you're only going to, you're only going to throw more money at solving the wrong problem. Um, you know, and, right. and I think this is the, areas of your business that you need to think about when you are having low sales on a product, which one of these three, it's always going to probably boil down to one of these three, which one of these three, look at your sessions, look at your conversion rate, look at your, you know, reviews, feedback, return rate, right? Those are going to be the, um, the elements of, of what's not working. And, and at the end of the day, it could ultimately be your product, right? If you have a lot of sessions and your conversions aren't there, then it could be because you went into a niche that is too competitive, has too many reviews. You don't have enough reviews to compete. To compete, it's a feedback issue, and unless you push through to generate a lot of reviews quickly by being aggressive, lowering your price, whatever, then you may not be able to, you know, continue on with that product. But it's always going to be really one of these three things. And I think the first thing you want to do, and why you want to think about all the topics that you know Brendan is talking about, is it's always one of these three is always going to be the problem with your product, with your, with your Amazon business in a sense. Um, so it's, it's, it's a uh, sort of a smart way to organize and think about which of these three do I now need to work on with this product, um, you know, and, and work on improving your products. Um, so Brendan, I think this was really um, helpful. 
Um, so besides telling, get, tell us a little bit about the other stuff you do. We mentioned uh, that you do, you mentioned um, Rebate. So um, that is a uh, basically a, a launch platform um, where you have sort of a an audience on the on the opposite side of that that people can launch their their um, products to with rebates to generate sales. That's right. Yeah. So so rebate is uh, you know uh, yeah, I guess we call it a classic rebate platform. So um, sellers create a rebate promotion and we can generate um, you know up to hundreds of sales per day for their product. Um, you know, largely dependent on the rebate percentage they're offering. So, um, you know, needless to say, 100% rebate, you can generate almost unlimited orders or, uh, you know, more than than you would ever need to, mm-hmm. uh, even for the competitive category of product. And, uh, you know, we, but we see also sellers use it in, in other creative ways. So like, um, you know, some sellers have found it to be a good, uh, you know, uh, platform for liquidating inventory. So we um, have a lot of sellers that come on and offer 40 or 50% rebate um, just to get rid of, uh, you know, excess inventory, especially in light of everything going on with uh, the storage limits at Amazon now. So, mm. um, so there's multiple ways that uh, sellers use our platform, but, you know, the true uh, kind of bread and butter purpose of it is is product launches. And we um, we have a couple of cool tools on there. We have, uh, so the first is, is search find buy. So we allow sellers to, um, add a keyword phrase that they would like shoppers to search for uh, in lieu of in lieu of using a uh, you know URL or Pixel Fire two step URL mm-hmm. or, or whatnot. And um, you know a lot of sellers have uh, found a lot of success with uh, with that tool. So um, that's one of them. And then on the um, end of the transaction, so so like other platforms, we have a shopper messaging tool, and uh, so that tool allows. Uh, allow sellers to follow up with shoppers after they receive their product. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the tool is it's SMS text message based. So mm-hmm. rather than being, uh, you know, email based. So, um, you know, emails have an increasingly lower open rate. So, so inboxes are getting better and better um, about filtering out, um, you know, promotional emails mm-hmm. or emails that are, you know, not from, uh, you know, are from a list, yep. you know, from a mail list. So uh, our shopper messaging tool is is uh, SMS text message based. So it goes directly to the shopper's phone, and the way it's formatted, so we'll we'll uh, you know send out a, a notification to the shopper who redeemed the seller's offer, and it says something to the effect of your rebate checks been mailed, will arrive in four to five days, and just beneath that there'll be a, a message from the seller, and the seller is able to put in whatever you know template they want into that message. Um, so we see a lot of sellers. Use that, of course, to ask for a product review. We do emphasize that's it's a request. It's not required in, in exchange for the rebate payment. So we stay on the right side of Amazon's policy with that. Uh, but we also see some some um, clever uses, like uh, you know, sign up for our newsletter to uh, you know receive future discounts. So that's a way that uh, you know sellers can stay in touch with that shopper that just redeemed their their uh, you know rebate mm. offer through our platform. Um, or follow us on social media or, or whatever their, you know, post order call to action is. So that kind of ties back in with the, the three pillar thing with getting that, you know, feedback and, and again, feedback in a broad sense of, you know, reviews, low return rate and just engagement with the shopper after their order. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that, that's rebate. So um, it's and, uh, and so- a little more Sorry, um, sorry to cut you off. What, what, um, what advice do you have for people on? I know this is like a, touchy you know or maybe controversial subject as far as 
the follow-up for review post rebate how how aggressive how conservative you know um you know as far as right now in the current climate we've seen recently sort of you know amazon suspending some sellers for manipulation like what are your thoughts on you know i give away 100 units in a launch what 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 is a you know is should i be super conservative and not follow up and ask for review should i is there a way for me to only ask you know five percent of the people ten percent of the people like what what advice would you have to somebody launching a product today and using a platform as far as you know the review side yeah that's a good point so um it's a, lo- one it's thing a loaded question <laughs> yeah yeah no, I, I, yeah so we get that question a lot so I'm, I'm ready for it um so uh we have a lot of sellers that, that come to us and 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 they're on the end of the spectrum where they're they're not concerned or maybe they don't even know that amazon is is pretty hawkish with enforcing uh, the review policies but you know and they'll say to us you know if i if i run a promotion on your platform will all the shoppers leave a review and the answer always is no most will not leave a review we have all over our website and you know in the faq and the how it works and and you know other places that the the rebate is not in exchange for for uh, a review and um like as what we see as far as general percentage we see you know um at, at most 10 percent, and maybe it's you know, eight or nine percent of shoppers actually leave a review. So that's in an area generally that's probably considered a safe zone, especially if you're diluting that with organic sales. So depending on your product category, I know from my experience on Amazon, my review rate is is like one percent, and actually probably in some products much less than one percent. Mm-hmm. So um, you you don't want to push the boundary on that and. Um, you know, through, through whatever platform you're using, um, you know, if you, you, you don't want to have more than, uh, and, and there's a lot of debate over this, but, you know, 15% review rate and even there, you know, over anything over 10%, you're getting into this, uh, I guess you'd call it a red zone or an area where potentially Amazon could take notice. And, and the thing that's difficult about it, and I'm sure Liron, you've heard this as well, is there seems to be very unequal application of the rules with it. So like, you'll see a seller that just started, they got a few reviews, they got their, you know, uncle to write a review for their product and they get suspended. And then there'll be somebody that's, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. buying, just, just buying reviews. They're going to some shady site and buying reviews Mm -hmm. and they have, you know, thousands of reviews and they're not suspended. So it is difficult, but, but you do want to, um, you know, be considerate and cautious and, and through whatever platform you're using, you, you don't, you want to be, you want to accrue, uh, reviews at a slower rate rather than try to get a high percentage of people to leave reviews quickly. Cause that that's where really sellers go wrong. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think that's great advice. Uh, Brendan, how do people get in touch with you if they want to, um, you know, sort of follow what you're doing or rebate or, um, you know, just connect. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, anybody can email me. My email is, uh, Brendan, B R E N D O N at rebate, R-E-B-A-I-D.com. Um, and uh, we also, so on rebate, uh, it's free to sign up. If uh, anybody wants to uh, just sign up, they'll get our newsletter. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, uh, you know, pre- prior to uh, the podcast, we're going to be releasing a shipping tool. And uh, for any sellers that sell oversized inventory, um, it's probably going to be pretty valuable to, to those uh, that group. And uh, just kind of a quick summary of it, it'll allow sellers to uh, ship all oversized inventory to one fulfillment center in their state. 
um, or in a nearby state as opposed to the, the typical uh, split between three or four fulfillment centers all over the country. So um, that when that's released, uh, probably happen in August, so just in a few weeks now, uh, that will be sent out to uh, all sellers that are that are signed up for a seller account on rebate. So um, again, it's free to sign up on rebate. So so uh, if you're interested in that tool, and, just create an account and you'll be sure to uh, email and, them. And you that. also have a, a newsletter that you send out, you know, on uh, on rebate also, um, where you send out kind of like regular regular tips. So I think that's something people can probably go to the website and join also and um, get get yep. some uh, Amazon selling tips on a, on a regular basis. Um, so uh, awesome. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on and, and sharing these three pillars for um, success. Uh, really appreciate you uh, coming on and uh, sharing your uh, thoughts with us from, you know, a successful seller uh, standpoint. So uh, thank you so much, uh, Brendan. Yeah, thanks, Liron. This was fun. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Brendan Fields and are able to take these concepts that we just spoke about, traffic, conversions, and feedback, and think about what area do I need to work on in my business or this particular product? What does this need? Does it need an effort in terms of the traffic? Does it need an effort in terms of conversions? Or does this need an effort in terms of feedback in order to move the needle forward and drive growth on a particular product or in your business? Uh, I'll see you on the next episode of the e-commerce mindset podcast.